What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. This is Brian here with Luke and Jimmy. We are back to introduce the newest installment of our Binge With Us series. It's October, aka Spooky Season, and we'll be rolling with the vibes and covering the first two episodes of the new season of Netflix's haunting anthology, The Haunting of Bly Manor. And I didn't get to be on Haunting of Hill House, but I absolutely loved it. You guys crushed the podcast, loved listening to it, but I am in on Bly Manor through two episodes. They got me hooked. I agree, man. I am totally in. At the last uh, episode for Hill House, I said, I just really hope it's not a scary show for the sake of scary. It looks like right away for these two episodes, we're getting into some mysteries, trying to figure stuff out. It is scary. It's got some scary going on, but it's it seems like it's going to be a great season. So I was a rook on the last binge with a series for Haunting of Hill House. So I'm fresh off this. I just got finished watching through Haunting of Hill House all the way through like four or five days ago. So this is just perfect for me. I got to go right into Bly Manor. No gap. I love these actors. I love these characters. And, you know, anthologies are always fun because it's such a mix up of setting, plot, all this good shit. So this first two episodes great i thought they were they set the mystery exactly how i wanted it not giving away too much planting a lot of seeds some good scares probably a little bit more creepy than haunting of hill house but overall it's been good so far we were talking before the podcast and we all three of us are already thinking theories trying to think three steps ahead and we just can't there's not enough here but we're all I'm excited to get into it is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I was a vet for Hill House, and I don't know if it was because I was a vet that I think that this is creepier. Shout out to our boy Paul with the creep count. (laughs) I was keeping some creep counts for this episode, and no jump scares, nothing like that, but just the creepiness of the entire house. It's just just good. I'm I'm excited. That's what I really liked about Hill House. They could have converted on a jump scare in literally every scene, and they only did it like once or twice. Exactly. And that kind of prepped me to not expect a jump scare in every scene for this season. We had the tea kettle. That kind of does a jump scare. Yeah, there was definitely a couple. I jumped, for sure, and I was scared. (laughs) Well, there you go. But are we ready to get going? Let's do it. Okay, so we have the opening quote. We lay my love and I beneath the weeping willow, but now alone I lie and weep beside the tree, singing a willow whaley by the tree that weeps with me, singing a willow whaley till my lover return to me. And who said that? Hot mama, Hot mama, she's back. She's back. We don't have a specific name for her, so we're just going to use our uh, Haunting of Hill House nickname, nickname, Hot Mama. And yes, she's definitely looking a little bit older. Yep, they gave her little pro- they gave her little wrinkles and some what some white blonde lo- hair. hair. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but uh, she's Olivia Crane from Haunting of Hill House. Carla Gugino, Gugino. Yeah. So the setting for the beginning of the story is in Northern California, two thousand seven, and we're getting the plot through the eyes of Hot Mama, just just in this beginning opening scene. And it looks like it's a wedding rehearsal. Yeah, rehearsal dinner. And I believe they're at the dinner and a friend is giving a speech, a friend from Britain, doing a pretty good job, actually. He seems friendly enough. But as the night progresses, everybody's sharing drinks in the hotel. It's where are they? What what is this? It looks I, mean, I honestly thought it was Bly Manor in the beginning and it was just like a in the future kind of thing, but it's just this nice 
California mansion. Yeah, it's it's a mansion, and they have like a, a haunting story to go with it, so that it costs a little bit more money. Is right. that what they're saying? And that's where it makes Hot Mama come in and say she has her own story. But I kind of wanted to go back really quick. It was weird that we see Hot Mama, and I, and we're guessing that she's going to have to do something besides just being the narrator. She's in this room when they show her, and she has she goes in the bathroom. The sink is full, and the tub is full of water. And then she just rolls out. I don't know if that's supposed to mean anything. I mean, I know we that's have pre-speech. That's her first ever scene when she mm. when she napping. Maybe she wakes up out of a chair, walks into the bathroom, and then it cuts to this to the rehearsal dinner with her showing up late. I think water is going to be a big theme of Bly Manor with the Lady of the Lake. There's already in the first episode we have that creepy faucet scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I think water is just going to be a huge symbolism. Maybe it actually means something, right? But what I got from the speech that Hot Mama walks into the dinner table, she's sitting down, her friend's giving the speech. So when Hot Mama walks down into the table after that water scene we were just talking about, we get this grand speech from her friend. And I, it, the camera's focusing on her reactions to what he's saying. And when there was a visible reaction from her, she, she starts to look really, really sad when he's talking about the wedding couple, the relationships. Mm-hmm. And what he says is you two get to watch each other die. And it really focuses on her face. So if there's going to be some connection to Hot Mama being involved in our story that takes place in Bly Manor, I think there's going to be something there. It's right. always going to be related to death or whatever, but right. that's just what, what stuck out to me. Okay, so she, I loved the part, and I don't have the quotes, so if any of you guys have it. I just love how they announced Hot Mama coming back to the series right as the series was dropping with her. I have a story. A ghost story. I have a story. Ghost story. It's just so cool. So yeah, they're they're in, we already kind of got into this, but they're in the room, they're having some wine. It's funny how she's like she's gotta be somebody important to them, obviously, because she's at the rehearsal dinner. She just walks into the middle of their conversation, stands in front of the fireplace, puts her drink down, kind of just sits down and it was pretty awkward without she just cuts them off. I was like, yeah, I have a ghost story. <laughs> I thought she did the build up. Well, I yeah. was ready to sit down. That's what I'm but saying. Yeah. But I've talked out of nowhere. You weren't expecting her to say anything. They all listened to her. She commanded the room too. They kind of gave me that feeling of all the adults in Hill house that were just kind of pushing to the side, all the ghost stories they were talking about. Like, Oh, when we were in England for our honeymoon, they were trying to sell us on Charlie, the stable boy, stuff like that. Just mm-hmm. having a laugh. And then hot mama comes up. I have a ghost story. <laughs> I was ready to go. I wanted to hear that ghost story. Yep. And she definitely is pointing out that this is not a story about herself. Right. Meaning not it mine. probably is. <laughs> she, she says, says it's not mine, but it is full of ghosts of all sorts. Yep. And if a child gives the effect, another turn of the screw, what do you say to two? And turn of the screw is what this is based. The book is based off of. Okay. All right, and that's the last time we see her, at least through these first two episodes, right? She's she does a couple of voice, she voice, the voiceovers. Yeah. All right, so she what has. she takes us to is we flash to 1987 in London, and of course we're going to go focus it right in on our Haunting of Hill House homie, Nell. Now is going to be known as the au pair Danny Clayton. Mm-hmm. So Danny for short, which is perfect because Game of Thrones, yeah. And right off the bat, we see that she has a questionable past and there's something linked to her that there's a haunting because as she's on the side of the street in her first opening scene, a car goes by and she sees in the reflection of the car temporarily. How do we want to call this? The spectacle, the, 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 spe- the, backs, the, the glasses black, eye guy. Yeah. Black silhouette. The glowy eye guy. I was yeah. writing everything. <laughs> so he's like a black silhouette with just really 
character, really like animatedly big white glasses shining. Yes. Circular round spectacles. Yeah. Yes. Kind of looks like uh pain from full metal. Dude, yeah. totally. You know? 100%, yeah. Right? Hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. I was thinking. I that. saw a I couple of random it. anime like comparisons. To like it? yeah. It did look like it. I didn't even write that down. I was just off the top of the head. But yeah, we don't know if she's if it's a haunting or if it's similar to Cheryl in the Haunting of Hill Houses, haunting, quote unquote, whether it's a regret or something she, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. But I guess eventually we'll find out. But this we don't has know been... through two episodes. We still don't know anything about this. Guy. Right. But Hot Mama brings us in with her voiceover. She says that the young teacher is responding to or answering to an advertisement from a Lord Henry Wingrave regarding a full time au pair position at his estate in West Essex, which is England. Right now, she is in London. So where we begin this story is her going into an interview with Lord Henry Wingrave. A.K.A. Young Hugh. Young Hugh. Yes. Yes. Love him. Love to see he's back. I'm a little surprised he wasn't in more of the episode. Yeah, I agree. Felt more like a cameo. Still loved it either way. Because they start talking, and and it just flows right into the interview while she's there. So Danny was a fourth grade teacher in the United States. I don't know where the hell her accent comes from yeah. because it's, I don't, cringy isn't the right word because it's, it's on purpose. It's yeah. just annoying. It's I just mean, a weird it's accent. It's done well because I know people do talk like that, but I, I don't know. It's, and a, it, it's annoying. It's obvious too that Henry, it's, it's, all, it's hard because his real name is Henry as an actor, but Henry Wingrave, he's annoyed by her when he's talking to her and, he's, he, and he like hates that she's American. And her whole story is that she cares about children a lot and wants to make a difference in their lives. But when she was this fourth grade teacher across the States dealing with 25 kids, 30 kids, whatever it be, it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. She doesn't feel that she has as much of an impact on their lives in a positive way. So what she wanted to do was she saw the the job posting by Wingrave and saw that it was only just two kids. And she really thinks that she can make a difference in their lives. Yeah, and there's a pretty interesting back and forth with them where he says, you know, you're 30, you're mid-20s, you're from America. What the hell are you doing here? Why do you want to be an old pair? What's the, where's the poop? They're they're both trying to find out what the catch is because he said most people that would apply for this position are older. What makes you want to give up your prime years, your young years to raise someone else's children? And she says, well... You say these children are exceptional and it's in a beautiful manner in the countryside. And I know for a fact nobody has filled this position in six months. So what's the catch? And they're both just kind of very standoffish Mm. on this front. But they both have a point because they can each tell that the other isn't giving them the full truth. Right. And then we also get a little bit of information about the kids. Like you said, Brian, they're described as exceptional children. Miles was sent home early from boarding school. Mm-hmm. And Lord Wingrave says right now he really needs structure. And Danny asks, why was he sent home? And Lord Wingrave cuts her off and doesn't answer. Mm-hmm. That's a theme. People just do not answer Danny's mm-hmm. questions <laughs> at all. Flora does not. it a couple times. And then the niece is Flora, who is Miles' little sister, mm-hmm. I think. Yes. Yep. Twin. They're not twins. Right? No, no. Yeah. Little sister. Little. Yeah. Two years apart. Two years apart. Yep. So Bly Manor is the place that Miles and Flora's families would go to during the summers. It was basically their getaway house. Mm-hmm. But I think we get it in this conversation, right? Where Wingrave tells Danny that their parents passed away. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of planting the seeds that there is some sketchy things going on in the background. Mm-hmm. Right. She's a housekeeper, the, a gardener, and, and a, a ground. Right. Okay. It's okay. Jamie. 
Miss Gross and Owen and respectively, Owen, yep. but the children will be Danny's responsibility and hers alone. She's yep. the au pair. She is the day to day for these kids, but there's going to be Owen, Jamie and Miss Gross as the cook, the gardener and the housekeeper respectively. Yep. Our boy, our boy Lloyd Wingrave puts a little whiskey in his uh, tea too. How he likes to party early on in the day. <laughs> this is also, we get the line drop that the listing for the au pair job was open for six months, yep. right? Yes. Every Danny, month for six months. Danny has been in London for six months and it's been open Since when she got, got here and still is. And that's what she uses to call him out. Like, why hasn't this been filled yet? Mm-hmm. On the surface, it seems like a great gig that a lot of people would be interested in. So she fails the interview and does not get the job. I will say before we move on. Yeah. Lord Wingrave says, do not contact me unless it's absolutely necessary. And then he says, I'm very busy, man. Something like that. But he makes Super a point busy. to say it. So we're in the bar right after Danny's going to drink it off the failure. Of she's the already looking for other job listings. Exactly. And she's getting a little drunk. And then she sees Wingrave walk into the same bar. And she walks right up to him because, as you could tell, Danny is just a go-getter. Yep. She's not going to take no for an answer. Right. She's going to pull information out of him if she can at least find out why this job is really like this she approaches it very well she says mr wingrave that was the most awkward Mm -hmm. interview i've ever had and i think we should cheers to it and a couple drinks later you know they start getting a little bit loose his ties loosened i didn't mean to use the word loose twice in the same sentence but that's (laughs) what he did to his tie and danny's just trying to get a little bit of information out of him saying okay so now that i officially didn't get the job you can tell me what's the catch is this where we get the reveal about pretty much everything that the last au pair Ms. was Jessel. there? Miss Jessel was there and he he's a little bit vague about it saying she died on the grounds. I suppose you could call it a death. It was a choice to be blunter and he's being a little bit weird about it, but she died on the grounds that on top of the parents dying and these two kids are at the center of it. He just says, you know, the, the reputation of the position proceeds itself. It mm-hmm. became a famous ghost story in yeah. London. So that was part of the reason why not everyone was jumping to, to apply for the job. And uh, one thing, I don't know if it's going to be important at all, but Henry, Wing- Henry, right? Yep. Yeah. Henry Wingrave says that the parents died abroad, meaning mm-hmm. to me, that's important because based off Hill House, usually right. dying in the, in the house. It yeah. was not right. in the house. And then he also says in that same sentence, the governess took her own. He doesn't finish the sentence, but he says took her own life is what we're expected to finish that sentence with. But he doesn't get it. out. That's going to be all wrapped up with the lady in the lake stuff. I think Mm -hmm. that's going to be great. So that's why nobody wants it. The parents died. The au pair died. Seemingly not related. They were abroad. She took her own life. But there's death around these kids and this house. So it's enough to scare people off. And. She's going to get offered the job in a second, but I think the catalyst that really gets her in there besides just showing her full personality to Wingrieve is when they're talking about the kids again. And she now with the knowledge that her parent, their parents had died, she says, I know what loss is. And I think that's going to be the backstory that's going to connect the spectacle, the glass ghost that's haunting her. Mm-hmm as well as like what she's running from, like all of that's going to be connected. And that's why she gets the job too. moving. So the next scene we have is her on the phone with her mom. She's kind of packing up, leaving the hospital, excuse me, the hostel. And she's telling her mom, Hey, I got a job in England. I'm going to be living here a while longer than we originally anticipated. And then we don't hear what the mom says, but she says, I'm not running from anything. It hurts me when you say that, you know, it hurts me when you say that. Yeah, I don't like the mom. She doesn't She's sound got too mom- supportive. <laughs> yeah, she has mommy issues. Yeah. 
And then right as she's leaving, she sees her friend, the glasses eye guy again in the mirror. What are we calling this motherfucker? Yeah, yeah let's let's name it right now because this is going to be a thing. Spectacle um, man. Spectacle man. I like I'm it. I'm fine okay. with spectacle. Yeah, that's man. okay. Cool. Specs. Let's call them specs. Specs. specs? Yeah, I'm <laughs> down for specs. Yeah, specs. <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting. She's in this hostel. She's cleaning up and she's taking all the stuff off the mirrors. And we get that later as the two episodes go on. I already brought up the, the parallel to Cheryl where we're not I'm not sure if it's just something she regrets or some kind of actual haunting, but she is visibly like scared as hell mm-hmm. of the of any mirror. You know, she sees this reflection. But it's also not just mirrors. That's right. Any reflection. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And she's covering it up. Like Cheryl, when she would see Ray's glass guy, she would kind of just be like, oh, that yeah. sucks. But mm-hmm. she would just keep moving on with her day. This girl reacts and reacts hard. Reacts as if in the past Specs has hurt her. Or she hurt him, maybe. I don't, you know, I don't know. So you know? Owen comes in to pick up Danny and take her to Bly Manor. And this is where we get a little bit of backstory about Owen. He was born in Bly, so he's been there forever. The town, not the manor. Or sorry, the town. Right, right. And he left temporarily and had to come back. And it's vague at this point, but he says family is the reason he had to come back. We he was fi- studying how to be a chef in France. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And that's, does he tell her right here that he is the chef? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we get all the, you know, he the, says something like most people in Bly who are born here die here. So people stick around. He doesn't seem to care for it, though. I like him and I feel like totally. that's a bad sign. Oh, he, he's he, dead. He <laughs> says this whole sounds so a big gravity. Well, it's get easy to get stuck. And it reminds me of dark. dark yeah, yeah. No, I know, man. Uh, I have to watch. Yeah. That. Brooks and Vets. Yeah, we're Probably. coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got some stuff. As they're pulling up to the manor, they get to this long driveway, and Danny asks if she can walk the rest of the way up. Owen obliges, and she's walking through this pasture, and it opens up into the pond. It's the lake. We're going to call it what it is. Mm-hmm. It's the lake, and she sees Flora singing that song, Oh Willow Whaley. We hear it a couple times, but Flora's singing it, and Flora's weird. Flora <laughs> is very weird. I just had the thought, though, man. Danny is just happy besides besides specs she's she's looking happy she's bubbly she's forward she's all full of joy and she's about to get the shit haunted out of her yeah and she's walking up and the first thing she sees is this little girl with her back to her sitting in front of the lake in front of the is it the burial site right it was a little cross you know how she keeps the dolls all over that's one of those okay so and she's just singing and she turns around and Danny comments on the song and says, like, I like that song you were singing. And she goes, what song? Right what there. Drops song? it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. So this is the same song that the narrator, Hot Mama, was yeah. speaking when the show first Is there started. anything to dissect in the lyrics yet? A willow whaley by I don't the tree know that weeps that yet. with me. <laughs> till my lover returned to me. Yeah, there's nothing there yet. Yeah. So Flora, she's a little funny. She talks because she talks in her accent and she says big words. She's, you know, she's from rich parents. Yeah. It's just kind of funny. I just keep linking her to Nell's yeah. actress from the first season too. They're but, total opposites in a way yeah. where like they're both cute, but Nell was rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> and this girl's like perfectly splendid. <laughs> You're so pretty. How perfectly splendid. Yeah. It is perfectly splendid to meet you. Perfectly splendid. And it's perfectly splendid. And they're perfectly splendid. Perfectly splendid. Perfectly splendid. And yeah, so this is just their introduction. But if we're good here, the only thing that happens at the end of their conversation when they're going to go find Miles and meet the boy 
is the voodoo doll. I wrote voodoo doll, but it's the yeah. talisman. Same thing. Yeah. Right? I, it's it's Flora's talisman gets left standing upright in front of the lake. Yes. Yeah. And another thing is Danny says to Flora that it's a nice lake. It's very pretty. And she's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, that thing has leeches in it. It's disgusting. That's like the red room of the <laughs> yeah. season, man. All that said to me was, we're not going in the lake if we're smart, but mm-hmm. Danny's probably going to try and go in the lake. <laughs> It's unfortunate how naive she seems right now because you're right. She is about to get the shit haunted out of her. She mm-hmm. does the opposite things yeah. that I would ever do. But but here we are. Flora brings Danny to meet Miles and Mrs. Hannah Gross for the first time. And when we move up here, Miles is ready to go. Kisses Danny's hand mm-hmm. is this little gentleman. But Miss Gross is looking down the, the well and she kind of comes to and said, oh, I'm sorry. I, I was a million miles away. Mm-hmm. She does this a couple times where she's just not fully there. She yep, that's is thing. sketchy. As sketchy think, as any character can be. I think she's, she's very sketchy. I, think I don't she's, know. I think she's chaotic good is what I think. Some people are chaotic evil. I think that's Flora. No, Miles is chaotic evil. Flora is chaotic neutral. Miss Gross is chaotic good. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> that well also is another link to water that we were talking about earlier. So I just think that's just a huge theme. Maybe there's somehow the lake is connected to the well and then like that's where they're getting their tap water from and there's going to be something to do with the water being a huge theme here that was really all that happens in the scene we meet miles and mrs gross and they go up to the manor and we get our first hot mom a voiceover her first look at Bly yielded no discomfort no foreboding it was exactly as lord wingrave had described a great good place episode title and it yawned open to welcome her home and then it's just Danny entering the manor and yeah. Laura showing her around. This is the foyer. It's perfectly splendid. Come <laughs> along. This is the kitchen. It's perfectly splendid. This is Owen. He's splendid. Miles chimes in perfectly. <laughs> Everything's perfectly splendid except for the classroom, which is quite boring. And anything else not perfectly splendid? The hallway. The, well, wet, the closed the, off wing. Yeah, the one wing is not. That ain't perfect. splendid. Yeah. But it's all covered up, but underneath, it's, it's all perfectly just perfectly splendid. splendid. Yes. <laughs> so it's all perfectly splendid except for the classroom, which maybe there's nothing to read into. She says but... it's boring, right? Yeah, she says it's boring. She says she hates the cellar. That's later, though. That's not perfectly splendid, but we'll that's, get to that later. Yeah, that's later. <laughs> okay. And now uh, quick, quick, quick thing, though, because it, we made it such a big deal that we talked about um, the hidden ghosts all of, throughout Haunting of Hill House. And... There's a lot of hidden ghosts in Bly Manor, but I think, Jimmy, you can even explain it better than me, but didn't the writer come out and say that, and I noticed this as I was watching it before we even compared notes and stuff, I saw the same ghost in mm-hmm. the background of a lot of scenes as opposed to before where it was just randomly happening. Yeah, now that we're done Hill House and we realized at the end of the story that you know everyone who's died in Hill House stays in Hill House, so there's just so many ghosts. So throughout that whole entire season, it could have been any one of them. And there's all different ghosts hidden in the background for this one. The creator, Mike Flanagan said that it's going to be similar to Hill house in a way where you're not going to be able to find them very easily, which to be honest, we agree that we thought they were a little bit easier. This, this, this two episodes, but he said, they're not going to be as very easy, but they all should have something to do with the story. Cause every ghost I saw in this episode was the same one. And right. I'm not even exaggerating when I say I saw the same ghost in seven, maybe eight different scenes. We get in this episode, we get our first introduction to the dollhouse, and I think we can break down all the ghosts sure. then. Yeah. That's fine. So they show Danny her new room and everybody leaves, lets her get settled. 
and we think everybody left, but Miles is just creeping around about to watch her undress. And then he kind of plays it cool and says, oh, I just came here to give you this pin. This she dude. was a little pissed. She she says, well, why don't we knock from now on, Miles, and get the fuck out of here? Yeah. She like slams the door behind him and locks it shut. But Miles gives her this old antique hairpin. And talking with the knowledge that we have now after seeing the first two episodes, I'm, I think we kind of agree that Miles gets possessed by someone older than him because that explains a lot of the dialogue nuances in the second episode. And that yeah. also makes sense for this specific scene because, you know, Miles is supposed to be what, seven or eight? He's supposed he, to be at this time 10 and now 10? and floor is eight because it was eight and six when the parents died, I believe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that was, yeah. So this is definitely, if he yeah. is possessed, like I think this is the first scene with him being possessed trying to get a little tit yeah (laughs) exactly yeah and so i'm not even sure he could have been possessed in the very first scene because mrs gross had her head in the clouds and he went right up and kissed her hand yeah he was oh you're right yeah i think he was possessed in that i honestly the way he talks at all times he could be always possessed but he acts like a kid sometimes so the next scene is at dinner danny looks like an idiot making tea she pours in the hot water throws in bags spoons and sugar while the bags are still in and it looks absolutely disgusting and she's about to serve this to British people who (laughs) love their tea so I just had to highlight that no no also for this scene which a lot of people have been picking up on Hannah Gross does not eat the food that Owen prepares Mm -hmm. yeah she takes it out and Danny comments she just says I'll eat it later my theory is that she is feeding someone else not that she's not hungry Owen specifically does not eat as well I don't know if that's a coincidence but he also is shown not to eat in this well, scene he, well, he's that, leaving yeah right. he has to okay. go see his mom he's so they explain that he used to eat dinner with them every night mm-hmm. but his mom fell ill and he started leaving earlier and earlier every day to go back to her. Owen's been telling them that her mom is feeling better, but he's been leaving earlier to take care of her. So okay. now let me ask you guys a question. So we have season or the beginning of season, the season with Hot Mama, the rehearsal dinner. Is it going to just be that she's telling the story or is it going to be that this rehearsal dinner? Some characters have something to do with the story. Like, could the guy giving the speech be Owen 20 years later? If I'm being honest, I think it's just Hot Mama telling the story. Okay. She may not have. I think I take her right now. I take her on her word that she has nothing. This to do is with not it. my story. I just know. About See, okay. I find that when stories do this and they have a narration like this, and it's, the setup is always in the beginning, and they come back to it at the end when the story's be, done being told. I usually love the payoff. Yeah. And this is haunting. I, there's going to be a payoff to yeah. why she's telling the story. Because they didn't they do voiceovers all the time in Hill House? It was Steve mm-hmm. or it was Hugh. Like, Steve telling this, like writing the well, book. They could have just done the same Steve. thing. But I think there's going to be a reason that the 2007 storyline comes into play at the end. I yeah. just think I do think that Hot Mama has something to do with it. I just didn't know if anybody else, because it seems like she gives a look to the guy giving the speech. And I was like, could that be Owen 20 years later? That's the only thing I could think mm-hmm. of for now. Yeah. You Until know? we get more. Well, minus a mustache, of... I guess. He didn't have a mustache, did he? <laughs> I, don't I don't think, think so. so. We'll have to see if Hot Mama comes into play yeah. as a 20-year younger version of the silver-haired person. We'll yeah. see. But right now, it's just it's too, too early to air. speculate because yep. we just have no information. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get to this creepy-ass scene in the bathroom with Flora and Danny. Yeah. Danny's giving Flora her bath in the bathroom and 
Florida just keeps looking over Danny's shoulder, even before they start commenting on it. And immediately it bothers Flora that Miles gave Danny this hairpin because she says it doesn't belong to you. The hairpin belonged to Miss Jessel. And we find out that Miss Jessel was the au pair before Danny. I am creeped out this entire time because Flora just is talking to Danny and she just stops, looks to the right over her shoulder silent Mm -hmm. and then looks back at her and she is just clearly communicating with ghosts and she is not just looking over her shoulder she's doing the thing that someone does when they're like non-verbally communicating like she looks like she's kind of like nodding her head a little bit like you know like all right i get it i know you're saying i feel you're having a full conversation with someone who's not there right that doesn't link up though with how when she tell maybe it's a different aspect of whatever power she got going on but she, when she's talking to the doll in the second episode and tells her to shut up and stop singing she verbalizes she that sh- no she does she says shh that's it it's oh just my a god shush. fuck i'm so in it's a shush <laughs> and it can't just be something that's in my she was blinking with both eyes while she was looking okay. away from danny she was blinking full on and then she would look back at danny and keep fine eye contact it was yep. a thing she was okay. blinking to communicate right. with this danny we think it's miss yeah. jessel that a ghost of Miss Jessel that she's communicating with. Yeah. Do we think that? that's, I, that's what guess. I'm at right now? Yeah, yeah. That's the easiest guess. Because right now. she says, what does she say? So Miss she Jessel says, will be upset that you have it. She says that was, she was, she says it's not yours. It doesn't belong to you. And while she's looking over the shoulder, Danny keeps looking to see what she's looking at. Right. And then one of the last times she turns back, she goes, I was wrong. It's actually fine. You're mm-hmm. good. And then, and then gets out of the tub and they, and then, pretty much totally changes her 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 vibe yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah okay so the three of us all think that she was communicating with a ghost miss jessel and miss jessel said nah it's cool she has well the hair i bang. know that's what the writers want us to do yeah so. true, true. <laughs> they're okay, gonna proceed cool. like that so danny gets creeped out at this and she stands up and turns around and in the mirror she sees specs again specs specs yeah so this guy has that's appearance number three already and we're only like 15 20 minutes into the show so mm-hmm. this is going to be he's a guy yeah he's, he's going to be a guy and for some reason because we're seeing so much of him so soon i think we're going to get some answers sooner rather than later this will be akin to the bent neck lady twist rather than a final episode twist. right we're, i agree with that i think these episodes are going to go where each character has their own episode episode two is the miles episode or at yeah. least young miles episode mm-hmm. so i think we're going to get this when we get the danny episode yeah i'm so, in we good on that scene yep. definitely next we have danny tucking in miles miles says good night danny and danny corrects her and says that miss gross wants them to call her miss clayton he doesn't really seem to care and then Miles asks why she's not wearing the butterfly. Didn't she like it? To which she responds that it must have upset Flora. And then Miles says she's always a little upset whether she admits it or not. Yeah. I wrote that down and I didn't know what to do with that. It's something. It, it is. is something. It's definitely yeah. something. It's something. Also, there. this is one of the scenes where the hat ghost that's throughout littered throughout this entire episode. Mm-hmm. I also think it's the same ghost. It's the plague mask, the plague doctor mm-hmm. ghost. Which is it also in the dollhouse, which is coming up in a second. But if you're looking for any of these kind of ghosts, he's in the background twice here in the tour earlier. He's all over the place. And this is going to be, I think we're going to get a confrontation with this ghost soon. And I think it's Luke actually said he saw maybe seven plus times. I might have caught four. So it's easily missable. But at the same time, when you know it's there, I think it's way more noticeable than Hill House. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. Because Hill House was always like, in the very back shadows and it's a little teeny face watching or something. There's mm-hmm. full body. Some were just yeah. smack him in the face. Yeah. I was like, how do people and not see that? They're moving in some of them. Yeah. The exactly. one guy's moving in, in the tour under mm-hmm. the stairs. 
Okay. So this is this is the yeah. scene. We're going to break this one mm-hmm. down slow. How the house is situated, Miles and Flora's room is connected by like a mini small bathroom hallway area. So they're basically looking at each other when they're going to bed. And that's going to be important for pretty much every episode because they're always at nighttime. They're going to be together. And after Danny tucks in Miles, she walks over to Flora's room and she's playing with this dollhouse. And the dollhouse is just a mini replica of Bly Manor. Mm-hmm. And as Danny walks in, Flora is moving the Barbie doll that looks like Danny and it's going to represent Danny as putting her into Flora's room. So I don't know where we're going, if this is going to be like something voodoo doll related or if Jimmy, like you were saying earlier, that it could just be markers and it's just her way of keeping tabs of where things are. But there's a lot to read into here. And I know you wrote down a lot of it. So be times if you want to just talk about the ghost we have. So immediately, I just like the line, Danny asks, is that me? She says, why, no, silly, you're you. It's just a dolly. <laughs> so Flora. She just, can be funny. Yeah. <laughs> I just I, keeps like brushing her to the side. I she think she's hilarious, dude, to be honest. I love that Flora's trying to protect Danny and just leave her completely yeah. in the dark to all the horrors that are like, going on here. Miles is speaks in an adult way and it's creepy. I think it's funny when Flora does yeah, it. I mean, I there's agree. some cre- right. creepy parts, but I think it's cute and funny when it's Flora. We get the camera panning through the various rooms of this Bly Manor replica, and we see a doll in pretty much every room. We have a doll that kind of looks like a nun. It it looks like a girl with long black hair and all black dress looking over a little blonde girl sleeping. So I wasn't sure what room that was, but maybe this nun was watching over Danny. And we do have a confrontation, I think, with this specific ghost in episode two. Yep, definitely. We we see a little girl in a black dress when they're playing hide and seek. Yes, in the just background. For a moment. Mm-hmm. Next one is a big Groot looking motherfucker in the bathroom <laughs> who we think is the plague doctor. Yes, doctor and that is the ghost that is littered throughout this entire episode. Yeah. Okay, the next one is a creepy baby looking thing in the foyer. And I think that that is the same thing that kind of shifts in the cellar yeah. when they're retrieving... Fuck, One dude, that dogs. was scary, bro. I hated yeah, that. When yeah, I watched that a couple times, and I saw the face, and I think that face was the same looked, as the baby face on this It doll. looks similar, yeah. Okay. Next, we have a dude that's wearing all green, Robin Hood gear. He has a long orange beard, and he's in the dining room. Next, we have a little girl laying sideways in the attic, who we believe gets shushed by Flora in episode two during yes. the hunt and seek. Mm-hmm. Damn. And right? Then, Do you, is that where she was hiding? Yeah. I, she yeah. went. She goes upstairs. Yeah. She was in the attic. And and pause. I, we'll get to it later. But are you kidding me with this hide and seek? She goes to the attic to hide. Ridiculous yeah. that Danny would allow them yeah. to play hide and seek in this enormous mansion. Nope. After they just locked her in a freaking closet, like yeah. I thought, and she thought she saw a man in the wing. Like, why would you be doing this? Yeah. Speaking of him, he is the next doll, right? It's the Luke looking. It's the, the Luke, Luke from Hill House, right? Isn't he one of the dolls? Okay, in there? there was one, but yes. So we think it's Luke from Hill House. He's wearing kind of a a black trench coat. It almost looks like, but it's clearly a man standing behind like a wardrobe, mm-hmm. looking at a woman who we think is Danny. And that makes sense because that yes. fits what we've seen so far through the first two episodes. I also saw a little thing that looked almost like a an old soldier doll. Also in the foyer to the right of the staircase. So on the right side of the foyer. And then we have a lady in the red dress that's in a sitting room who we think is Mrs. Gross. A marker yeah, because she's, she's bald. Yes, yeah. She's bald. And then Damn. 
This there is cool, man. Is the last doll, which is not in the dollhouse. Yes. And this is the doll. Yeah. This is gonna be like my what I thought of the bent neck lady of last season, where I'm just obsessed with the scariest thing of the show of the season. I think that's gonna be this. And this I think it's obvious that we're supposed to think it's the lady of the lake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially how they talk about it. And what yeah. Flora's whole thing is she never wants the lady of the lake in the house. This thing always belongs under the dresser. Right. Or <laughs> under the bed or, or under the bed. Yeah. yeah. So that's what how we take it, right? So so she's hiding her outside of the house. It doesn't really matter where, whether it's under the bed, under the dresser. She just has to be outside of the house. Is that what we're guessing at here? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And anytime there's a fuck up with maybe it's doll related and she's allowed in the house, she always just because they they talk about how often <laughs> every other week it's the the muddy floor the, right is is happening in the house so i don't know that's that's a lot to so danny to. tries to pick up that doll onto the dresser and flora immediately says put her back she stays there gets super serious <laughs> and then she's getting t- <laughs> and then she's getting tucked back in and it's just a kid again and saying oh you're perfectly splendid so pretty i'm so glad you're here but flora says promise me that you'll stay in your freaking room at night don't leave at night just stay in your bed until morning this is flora's thing and danny promises Danny sucks. I, dude, I don't, I know that this is a show, but in real life right now, if I, for ever, mm. any reason had to babysit kids and they told me that, I'm going to fucking listen. And they have Absolutely. voodoo dolls and shit. Yeah. <laughs> she is missing all the red flags. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is, this is horror story 101. For real. So that's, that's the bottom line. She does not want Danny to leave the room. And now we get hot mama voiceover again, right? Mm-hmm. Does she say anything in, I know you have. I got the quote. Yeah. The night found the au pair restless. It was as Flora had said, the rooms were larger at night as if the house itself inhaled deeply as the sun disappeared, expanded as it held its breath till morning. That sense of expansion wasn't only indoors either. Gazing out, she found that the terrace and the whole place, the lawn and the garden beyond it, and all she could see of the park were empty with a great emptiness, an emptiness that called out to be explored. So nothing there really, but. I like the I like the comment about the rooms being bigger and like that feels mm-hmm. yeah. of Hill House like all so, of the voiceovers are so well written. Mm-hmm. They're they're really cool descriptions. And I it's guess. really cool. They kept it a secret that Hot Mama was going to be in the season. It was a no forever. Like she was saying no, everyone was saying really? no. Yeah, I mean it was confirmed Theo, Young Hugh, Luke, Nell. It was a no for her. So it, that's why I guess they like revealed it the first day and they made a cool trailer with it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to stay off the grid while we were doing Haunting of Hill House. I didn't want to even look at the trailer. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's amazing. So Danny does the dumbest thing you could possibly do. And she leaves the room right away. She stupidly goes down the main staircase to the kitchen and turns the kettle on. Pitch black outside just by herself. This is just my nightmare. (laughs) And this is when we get the close in shot of the faucet i don't know if it's important and then we hear the creaking noise in the other room Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she walks out into the hallway to investigate the sound and right here we we kind of it's a silhouette of someone with a hat it looks like and i didn't know if it was a coat rack or if i was supposed to be seeing something but eventually the tea kettle starts to whistle so she stops investigating the creek goes back to get her water and then she Eats her tea and then she walks away. Eats her tea. Eats her tea. She takes a cracker out too. Yeah. She drinks her tea, eats her cracker, and then she goes back to bed, I guess. And then the silhouette just slowly turns. Mm-hmm. So this is our ghost. 
That's going to be our first confrontation, I think. Now we can flash to the next morning in the forest. I always love when the show goes to daylight. It's just so relieving. (laughs) Flora's out here and she knows that Danny left her room and they have a quick talk about that. And why does Flora know that? It has to just be because... She's getting it. There's some ghost yeah, snitches, she's getting right? some info, dude. Yeah, ghost someone, work, someone's telling her. I just love how she's like, I'm cross with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, she's like, you left your room. It's got to be she's she's getting information from mm-hmm. the ghosts. Does now, that mean that she's on the side of the ghost? Because we have to have that conversation. I guess we yeah. can wait till the, till the closet scene she's to def- really dissect that. She's yeah. definitely on the side of Danny, though. She's trying to, yeah, protect, she's trying her. to protect her. I'm wondering if, if she's looking at the dollhouse if they're markers she, it'll just teach her or show her where they all are or is she just like if she moves them that's where they go do you think she controls them holy shit that would be insane because we have to we know that she had the the hat guy in the bathroom but that's the hat guy that was staring at her after she was getting tea so does she like move her down move him down there or is it just like he moves around freely and she just doesn't know where he is right no now? No way the, she has control over the talisman have to have some powers because why does she freak out when I almost just said no, when Danny puts the Lady of Lake in her bed, she starts breathing heavily, opening her eyes, freaking out. So there's some power to the talisman, or See, else she's now, just being a little bitch. I'm not <laughs> sure if it's placement though, because she strategically puts them on places like the uh the rampart she puts a doll up there she left a doll by the lake strategically well, certain so. one certain ones are for safety she says okay. the two the one by the lake and the one where luke was luke from hill house who we don't have his name yet when danny finds that one they look very similar so yeah. they look like They're voodoo dolls okay. yeah, voodoo doll like they, and then she says it's for protection they're not dressed up as any of the ghosts. It's too it's too early to it's, tell. It's so hard, <laughs> man. Because I want to be the one to guess it right on the yeah. first episode, but yeah. not happening. All right. Okay. So yeah. Flora is crossed with Danny, and then Miles brings a spider over that scares Flora, but Danny is totally okay with it. Miles asks about his uncle. Somehow the conversation goes to the uncle, and Miles expresses that his uncle doesn't care about them. Mm-hmm. Danny's trying to say, no, he couldn't stop talking about you guys, but he sees through the BS. So Those are the vibes we got from, I think there's from Young issues, Hugh. Yeah. And, and the thing I wanted to bring up, too, that I think we glossed over. So when she's crossed with Danny, she says, you went on that midnight store, you left your room, and she says, I don't want her to see you. And Danny says, who? And then she says, the lady in the la- lady of the lake before right. Miles cuts him off. Did you right. say that already? No, no, okay. no, but yeah, you're that right. That, that, that happens yeah, that right there. Big. Okay. After this spider interaction and Danny tries to prove to Miles that she's braver than what he's given her credit for. Mm-hmm. And then they decide to go back to Bly Manor. And this is where, as they're walking up the main road, the kids are a little ahead. I think they ran off. And Danny looks up to the top right on the terrace. And that's the west hidden wing or yep. the, the the closed off parents wing we see the actor from hill house who played luke and he's just staring at her danny does the whole yeah he's looking great danny does the whole waving it thing at him and he does not respond she turns her head or something right and then looks back and he's gone mm-hmm. the subtitles say haunting whoosh <laughs> it literally is a haunting whoosh and then she just sort of comes to and looks back up and he's not there we actually got the first hot mama voiceover that has some information so i'm gonna say that the au pair's heart ached for the boy's pain but like the weather at Bly, his moods proved quick to change as sun clouds and rain would appear without hint or warning so too did the children's moods 
as if time and nature held secret laws just for them. Mm. Ooh, yeah. I like that one a lot That's more really now. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think his moods proved quick to change. Their both of their moods changed as quickly as the weather. I think that's supposed to be possession, like snap changes in their moods. They can be acting like themselves, the kids, mm-hmm. one second, and then like a creeper the next. Right. And so, also the added as if time and nature held secret laws just for them. They have secret laws between their connection between the ghosts. Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping that whatever it is that's up with these two kids is different. You know, like if it is Miles gets possessed and she can communicate, that would be cool. Because if it's the same thing, I'm, that's going to be a little. I don't think she's. I don't. I'm not saying she's not possessed, but I, it's not going to. I don't think it's the same as like, of right now. Whatever they have going on seems very different from each yeah, other. Okay. Right. Yeah, right. Laura has her own thing with the dolls. Miles hasn't really been been messing with the dolls too much, so I right. think they're mm-hmm. they're on two different pages. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So now we get a phone call in the kitchen and we pan over to Owen answering the call. And I wrote down, Owen is just too pure for this show. He's going to have either a horrible, horrible death or he's already dead and he's just like a ghost. Yeah. One or the other. (laughs) So this is going to be a reoccurring thing until we get find out what the deal is with the phone calls. Because anytime someone answers, I'm assuming if it's not until Danny's going to be the one that answers and someone's going to talk back. Yeah. Whoever answers, it's just blank on the other line. Right. That mm-hmm. that kind of just subtly happens in the background. And this is when Jamie walks in. Jamie is the gardener, or what did what did you refer to her as the the? She's the gardener. It's the, the gardener. gardener. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And it's weird because it said you know she just walks in, never met Danny, but. It doesn't acknowledge her, but the, and she and she says, "Is this the narrator that says it?" It's hot mama. Yeah, yeah. hot not hot mama, hot mama, hot nana. <laughs> she can be hot nana now. <laughs> yeah, hot nana. Hot mama pretty much says that everyone assumes that they've met just because of how nonchalantly she walks in and ignores her. Which, if she was honest, was how the au pair felt when she first met the young woman. Mm-hmm. So she felt that way too. It was yeah. like comforting. And I felt that way with Jamie. Jamie's a great character. Jamie is awesome. But why was this the approach that yeah. she took? There's going to be some reason. That they're so familiar with each other? No, know, no, no. Or... That she didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she said. Oh, didn't Like, why did Jamie not introduce herself? There's going to definitely be something. So Jamie walks into the into the kitchen and then they have that familiar drop. So that's that's going to be a great re- revelation of what Jamie's deal is, because she's so personable and nice to Danny in the next episode mm-hmm. that I expected her just to be a bitch. Yep. Because of this scene. But it's not really the case. She also kind of blows up over the flowers in the next episode. Jamie's got something. Something. Yeah. I'm excited for the Jamie episode. Yeah. yeah. So the end of the kitchen conversation leads to Danny questioning, just casually bringing up in conversation. Was there any other guys working here? Because I saw someone on the terrace. The parapet. The parapet. Yeah, I I didn't even write that down. That is a weird word. Mm -hmm. And they all say that there's no one else in the house. Dude, the kids exchange a look. Did they? Dude, they look right at each other. And I think one of them shakes. They exchange a look. Oh, nice. Immediately. All the adults are oblivious. Jamie seems to kind of know what's up. A little bit. A little bit. Mrs. Gross 
immediately plays it off and says, no, nobody here. Jamie seems a little distressed. The kids definitely know exactly what's up. They exchange a look and both. Yeah, I don't I don't trust Mrs. Gross. And Mrs. Gross gives her the freaking you imagined it line. We already know all about that bullshit Mm. from season one. Yeah. You imagine (laughs) that shit. Um, So this is annoying to me because the next scene is Danny just going right for the the forbidden hallway. Yeah. Whatever we keep calling it. And also really quick to cut you off. This is again where Mrs. Gross does not eat. Yeah. Okay. She doesn't eat. Another situation where she says, I I hope you're right here for the company. Yeah. This time she didn't even have anything in front of her. And she said, I ate earlier. I'm sorry. And that's what might kill mine because she did not take a plate and say, I'll eat it later. Well, she just, no, but she just said, I ate ate earlier. earlier. That would count. Oh, that would count. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I'm hoping you're right. You might've nailed that. Damn. I hope I am too. Yeah, so we go back to the forbidden hallway because Danny has this new information. There's no one else here. So she's going to go check out and find out what the hell was So up there. Owen said the only way to get up to the parapet was through the old wing, said, right. and kids, where do we not go? The old wing. So Danny goes immediately to the old wing. Now, just, is the old wing... context. <laughs> was the parents' old wing, when that was explained by Mrs. Gross, was Danny told not to go there too, or is she good to do whatever the hell she wants? I can, um, I just couldn't remember because when she was going through it, I was just waiting for someone to like a pop a jump. I think scare. you just say this this hallway's off limits. Okay, and that's what she says. She reiterates that in the in the um, hide and seek game for too. the kids, though. I'm saying, yeah, like, but maybe. not. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. So she's walking down this old hall. Everything is covered. Was there anything noteworthy in the paintings? I think she passes one of the family, maybe <sighs> like the two of them with. The parents. That was that's in the next episode, and that's yeah. covered. That's covered right now. Yeah. Okay. Then never mind. Yeah. So there was nothing of note. But she goes out to the parapet and she finds a com- one of these completely made of yarn dolls with no clothes, no face on it, and it's just kind of there on the parapet. That's, what does this have to do? With that's anything? just going to be some. Link. So that's where he was standing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we find out later that she does that to protect you. So do you so. think Flora did that between hearing? that Danny saw Luke on the parapet and went up to put that there to try and combat it? No. Or do you think that's been there trying I to think combat that it? he was there because that was there. Boom. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at too. Yeah. So on the parapet, Danny looks out into the yard, just searching for where this guy went. Mm-hmm. And she looks over. Is it just a church? A little chapel. A church. Yeah. yeah. A little okay. Chapel. A little chapel. And the, she sees the light is on. There's like a fire. Yeah, I'll go check out the creepy ass little chapel. <laughs> it's during the day. So nobody, <laughs> uh, no, one can get no, no, it's safe. We're safe. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, good yeah, during yeah. the day. So she walks in and she sees Mrs. Gross, who's in the corner by the candles. She's silently praying. And as you said earlier, there's no other way to describe it. Just she's just distant. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is up with her? I don't trust her at all. I still think she's team good. people. I hope so. I don't think she's evil. Chaotic neutrals. No, she's chaotic. Good is her floor is chaotic neutral. They're all <laughs> okay. chaos, though. Damn. And Owen's good. What do you too, think though, right? Gross. I Dude, Owen is. He's too good. good yeah, dude. he's he too good. Chocolate covered amazingness. <laughs> I don't. I can't decide what I think of that. <laughs> chocolate covered amazingness. <laughs> what he is? I just can't decide what Mrs. Gross's deal is. She hasn't really done anything off in a way that's going to be against Danny yet. Mm-hmm. I, and we and she does live in the in the house, right? When she goes yes. to bed, she kind of just leaves. So that's yeah. later during the hide and seek scene. There's something going on where she knows, too, that she shouldn't be out after dark. 100%. Yeah. I don't like the Dudleys. She's ghost woke, too, I think. But I don't know in what way if she's against her for Danny. 
So okay. this is she, where she drops a lot of knowledge and a lot of backstory. She says the parents passed away two years ago when Miles was eight, Flora was six. So that's how we know now Miles is 10, Flora is eight right. in present day. And we get some backstory on Mrs. Jessel. So her name was Rebecca Jessel and she was the predecessor to Danny. So the past au pair. Mrs. Gross says she was bright, ambitious, intelligent, and kind of heart, but there was a man. And that was the only thing that really can take down a woman like that. And she says that this guy skipped town with a lot of Lord Wingrave's money and Rebecca's heart. And she was just completely broken after that and just walked herself into the lake. Flora was the one that found her and Jamie found Flora. Damn. So Jamie found Flora and Flora fan. Okay. All right. I'm just trying to make sure I'm, I'm putting all my ducks in a row here. For we're going to, we're going to get the Jamie episode yeah. and see her walking up to Flora, just looking over at this lake with a dead body. At yeah. It. And are all three of us under the same impression that the man that Rebecca Jessel, 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 Jessel killed yeah. herself over was Luke. Luke. As of now, that's what I think. That's yeah. what we have to think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And we, you already said that the, she told, Danny about the talisman that that Flora leaves around. They're just there for. I have not. Okay, that's that also gets dropped in this. She puts them around to keep everyone safe. And Jimmy, you kind of pointed that out mm. earlier. And at this exact moment is when I wrote down that I just love that they used the same exact musical score for from Hill House. I was just yes. gonna say that was dude, my dude, notes. Dude, nice. yes. Okay, so we all because it yeah. just starts playing yeah. the yeah. classic Hill House. Yeah, that's so my notes, good. dude. Yep. So good. And then that is. That song comes on, transitioning us out, and it focuses for a second on the four lit candles. It's kind of hard for us to talk about this now, but we can. I don't know if there's anything we want to add of who the four lit candles are for. I know we said it's going to be the Jessel and the, the the two parents, and then Jessel. Yeah, and then obviously the fourth one is up for debate. I don't think there's anything. We, there's we nothing we can talk yeah, about. Yeah, we can't guess yet. Just something to pay attention to. Yeah. So the next scene we have is Danny putting the kids to bed again. This is such a recurring theme. It's just her putting him mm-hmm. to bed because and this is the last out and shit starts to go down. Yeah. But is this this is the last scene? Yeah. This this cracks me up because he's being fucking creepy as shit, and he's, he's saying like, right now, yeah, he's this... like, do you like games? And I just love him. Floor is like, stop being weird, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> I think Flora knows when he's possessed, yeah. and it's just like, stop being possessed, dude. Yeah. For some reason, I just feel like Flora is the safest. Yeah, I I agree. Flora's great. Yeah, (laughs) she's perfectly splendid. (laughs) Perfectly splendid. So, as Danny is leaving the room after putting them both to bed, she accidentally in Flora's room kicks the. I I keep wanting to refer to it as the Lady of the Lake doll. If that's okay for now, we're going to use it as that. Yeah. Yeah. So she kicks the Lady of the Lake doll, and Flora shoots up out of bed she was just laying down she's just sitting straight up and then miles runs over and my god i was like on edge at this point okay so they exchange a look again and flora nods at miles to which he initiates this bogus story of excuse me miss clayton Mm -hmm. i need the electric fan from from the cupboard could you fetch it for me i can't sleep without it does he say miss clayton there uh, oh shit we should be that might be a thing yeah. yeah it might be a thing because he, he says miss clayton earlier damn i wish we would have paid attention to that because there's a couple times where he says danny too and there's a couple times where he says miss clayton yeah maybe the possessed version of him is saying it's, one the possessed version would be saying i would say danny, danny. because mrs gross told the kids explicitly to call her Ms. i'm clayton. pretty sure when okay he's, that would check out though because no it wouldn't well he says so let's see does he say do, 
Danny, do you like games? He said, Miss Clayton, do you like games? Damn. Maybe it is the opposite then. Could be. I, I just need to see. I need to go back and see what he says when he's creepy as shit, when he apologizes to her and, and runs his hand through her hair because he's definitely possessed there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he says Danny or Miss Clayton there, but we'll have to fact check yeah, that. Yeah, true. Okay. Either way, Danny kicks over the doll, floor freaks out, and Miles asks Danny to fetch this electric fan from the cupboard. It's a bogus story. They lock her in this closet, and she immediately starts freaking out. Probably more than I expected an adult to freak out. Like initially, I'd be pissed too, but she freaks. Do you think she did it because she noticed the mirror in there, or did she just do it off of like a panic? I don't think she noticed the mirror because she was completely startled when she noticed the mirror True. with specs in it. Yeah. I just, Jesus, I, maybe man. there's some kind of PTSD with that whole story where she's mm-hmm. in clo- enclosed sp- space or something. That's what I kind of got those vibes. Yeah. I mean, she had a major freak out. But she starts banging on it, screaming for them to get out. They're saying, we can't find the key anymore, even though it was just in the lock. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then the kids go silent. They aren't even responding. And that's when she knows she's alone she turns around looks in the mirror sees specs right away just covers the sh- did she she, she, she covered she, it yeah 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 she just she covers, covers and then just collapses kind of i am shocked that she was able to fall asleep because <laughs> i, I would have been fucking bugging that's what free i was wondering this whole time it's obviously still night when yeah. they wake her up or yeah. open the door but it's not asap because like she is sleeping, right? It's funny Correct. that you say that because I That's... was reading the wiki description of the episode like post, mm-hmm. and it says she fell asleep for hours, a couple okay. hours. It had to no, be. It, an... is, it had to be hours because she was able to fall asleep. Yeah, but yeah, this is very important that it wasn't dawn because right. I initially just assumed that they waited till dawn to wake her. Right. Up. That's what I thought. The important thing here is that the kids were fine while the Lady of the Lake doll was sitting in the middle of the room. She knocks it over, and they both freak out. Mm-hmm. So I think. Things were prepared that they were going to have a safe night. Mm-hmm. Danny blew that up. They didn't have time to get the situation under control. So they locked her in the closet to protect her while they could get their shit back under wraps. And as they finally let her out a couple hours later, still dark out, they apologize. Danny's pissed. <laughs> and then it pants to the white dressed lady. She is back under the dress. Right. That was fucking beautiful how you just laid it out there. Because yep. that's probably what they were thinking. And when you put it like that, Fuck, man. That's why it's, people come to binge town. Yep. <laughs> dude, they, like, I'm telling you, these kids beautiful. exchange nods. They are on the same page and they did this not to fuck with her. It came out of nowhere. Like, Miles was in this room right when the dog got I, I guess I just threw myself off that trail because if it was just Flora that did that whole thing, I would have probably had that same thought. But because Miles gets involved, I assume that Miles is you keep saying chaotic evil and that's just a great way to describe him but if he is team danny is that the only time we've seen so far that he is team danny i he's always team flora yeah i think maybe when he's not possessed he'll be team danny mostly mostly like i think if he's not possessed he's a weird but good kid okay i think when he's possessed he's evil but we don't but for the most part it seems like he's possessed a lot mm-hmm. all yeah. right let's finish this up and how this goes. Any more comments on that? I'll nah. tell you right now, though. Yeah, we're, well, we're going to get to the next part. And then I'll tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> so after she gives them the little yelling and says, we'll deal with this in the morning, she walks out. And what she sees on the ground are these foot 
these footprints. They're just muddy footprints. footprints. And she follows them. And she, where they take her is all the way down to the front door in the, uh, what's it called? Foyer. Foyer. Wide (laughs) open. Wide open door. And she walks outside following them to see where this this leads. Mm. And as soon as she does... She turns around and both of the kids are at their windows just looking out at her. So let me tell you right now, <laughs> I would call Mr. Wingrave the next day, maybe at that moment and be like, done. Yep. I am done. Yep. I'm sorry, yep. but I am hey, out of here. I'm done, bro. I'm more freaked out about them watching her than, than being locked in the closet. Like I'd be more pissed, not more pissed, but I would be more freaked out at that whole situation. The thing about the, the footprints, too which is weird. She's acting all brave because she just thinks the kids did it. Mm-hmm. But you can tell that they're adult footprints and they're not two sets of footprints. So what is it? One locks them in. You know, he says he's pranking her, locks her in while Flora goes on a little stroll. You know, it's just... Uh, she has no intuition. Yeah. And that's I how... I mean, she sees the dude and she's always thinking someone's intruding. So let me just walk out front and it's just, just it's crazy. From, you're right, you're right. It's it's very ill-advised how she, <laughs> yeah, how she right. approaches everything. So that is the end of episode one, The Great Good Place. We're just going to go right into episode two called The Pupil. Mm-hmm. And this starts with B-Times. I know you love it. The the mama, the hot mama over voice. About yeah. Mr. Gross. Over voice, the voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote over voice in my notes. Love it. The housekeeper was no stranger to muddy footprints. A few times a year, it seems, she started her days with a mop. Always the same path from the door to the forbidden wing and back again. That's a lot. That's important. That's mm-hmm. a lot. Yes. Yeah. So right now my head is at Lady of the Lake a few times a year is gets into the manor and goes right to the old wing and just comes right back. There is some info drop we get a little bit later and I w- went back in my notes to write this. It d- they say every couple of weeks. Did they? Yeah. Yes, they do. Which is even creepier. Yes. Miss Gross says it and mm-hmm. she says it like right here. Okay. So we pick up the story with Danny punishing the kids for locking her in the closet. The kids look really guilty, like apologetic for it. Miles says that the door got stuck and the mess in the hall was just a bit of mud. He's trying to downplay everything. Yeah. And this may, this makes me think even more that Mrs. Gross is definitely ghost woke and knows what's going on with the whole situation because what do you, yeah, every couple of weeks, one set of footprints adult. And she's just like, let me just clean this up. No big deal. Just a yeah. spot of mud. She could be dumb too, but she's not. She's no. definitely she has some sketchy background, or there's a plan going on that she's part, she's doing her own thing. Mm-hmm. So, Danny forgives the kids, but do- says she doesn't believe them. She picks up the doll from um, under the dresser and gives it to Flo- or I'm sorry, Flora picks up the doll, the the white dress doll from under the dresser. Miles takes it from her hands, runs down the hallway, and throws it down the laundry chute. And such an asshole. Such I, did an not, asshole. I did not want to retrieve that doll. <laughs> yeah. No, not in episode two. I didn't want to see no, that. Yeah. No. <laughs> too early. But again, he's doing something because a little bit later, we'll get to it. You know, they're, they're joking, saying brothers are perfectly dreadful when she has to go to the cellar and get it. And then Owen says it to her and she says, yeah, but not, but not Miles. He's yeah. not. He's doing something, mm-hmm. you know. So you think that was also a defense thing for Danny? He's doing, I don't know, maybe for Flora. He's doing something. Like, he wasn't being an ass to Flora. I know, like, that's the way. Flora didn't seem too bothered either. Yeah. I I I didn't think too much about what the reasoning behind why he did that was. I mean. It had to be a reasoning. I think it's a big deal that Owen makes the joke. Brothers are perfectly dreadful. And she says, but not him. Yeah. You know. And that is this next scene. So we don't have to recover that. 
but Danny is going to take it upon herself to go into the cellar. Oh my God, <laughs> never do that. And of course, as she get, is at the top of the steps, the lights don't work. Why would they? Yeah, right. Well, they work in Bly Manor, never. So Danny goes down the stairs and she pulls the, the manual light and sees the Lady of the Lake doll just standing yeah, upright. sitting up, just chilling. And fuck the background <laughs> of this scene yeah, because yeah. I, I'm happy that we didn't get an actual jump scare right there. Yep. So Danny just doesn't spend too much time down there, grabs the grabs the doll, turns off the light, goes upstairs, and as soon as she shuts the door, we just see this pile of dolls in the background and one's head just completely starts moving. So creepy. And B-Times, you think that was the doll? The baby doll. The baby doll. They had the, the same dolls. face. Yes, I, I could tell oh, that. Also, also, Flora makes... Did we say that she described the basement as perfectly dreadful? Yeah. Okay. And we did... We have been saying it here, saying it there. I don't think we're trying to to say every single one, but when they let Danny out of the closet, there's another sight of the hat guy. Mm, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we have seen him all over the yeah. place. And so Danny, it goes to find miles and talk to him about what he just did and what she, she finds him in the classroom and he's just staring at the window. And this is a perfect transition into six months ago. Flashback. That's going to be a lot of this episode. And I just want to say too, that Danny goes up to floor and gives her the doll. And says, "What's your doll's name?" And she goes, "She can't remember." Oh, yeah, I missed that. Yeah. yeah, not I can't remember. She can't remember. She can't yeah. remember. Which Ooh. is the lady of the lake can't remember her yeah. own name. Yeah, maybe? that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, a thing. she can't remember her own name. Fuck. <laughs> I need more information. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I need more information. But yes, to the Miles flashback, he is in class at his boarding school, which we learned in episode one he got kicked out of. We just don't know why. So it's a Catholic boarding school, it looks like. He's being taught by Father Stack, who is describing several different recounts of a biblical verse wherein Jesus casts demons out of men and puts them into pigs who then drown themselves in a lake. So seems yeah, a little, this, uh, yeah, it seems a little <laughs> ominous and yeah. a little a little on brand for Bly Manor. Uh, Miles asks, "This isn't really important, but whether the demons had to ask permission to enter the pigs." And See, I think that is yeah, important. I think it's is important. It? Okay. Oh, you're because totally it's going right, to be about yeah. exactly, which is why he cares so much <laughs> it's about. Totally it. important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he cares a lot about this whole thing because he wants to know: Do they need to ask permission? And then. He gets into why, I guess this is later, right? When he asks why Jesus possesses, puts the, the possessed demons into animals, pigs, when, he, when the guy, the father guy, the father says that they're pure. Animals are one of the only pure things mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so he asks, that's the big question that he asks. And then pretty much the bell rings. They're all getting ready to leave. And this is where the father stack says, can you stay after? And he has a letter already from Flora a day, the day he's back. Mm-hmm. We don't yeah. get to see what it says yet. It's, it's probably lot. perfectly splendid. <laughs> probably. We can <laughs> and, only assume. And then the father gives him this, this random verse from the Bible to go read. I didn't take any notes on what the verse itself meant. John sixteen twenty two. So also you now indeed have sorrow but I will see you again and your heart shall rejoice and your joy no man shall take from you. So he's comforting him. Uh, Right now you indeed have sorrow. So his parents just died. Mm -hmm. He has sorrow, but you know, I'll see you again and your heart's going to rejoice. You'll be happy again. No one's going to be able to take that away from you. So yeah, it's just a comforting verse. I think cool. And then 
we're going to flash to miles outside mm-hmm. on the boarding school, like lawn with one of his boarding school friends. Mm-hmm. And he's just mid climbing a tree. He's going aggressively high. Hot and mama voiceover. Hot mama voiceover. The trouble began as trouble often does with an accident or so it would be called. <laughs> because we know what the purpose of the scene is. We don't have to spend too much time on it, but Miles gets to the top and he just launches himself off there to try and get himself sent home. Straight up swan dive. Just yeah, exactly. Breaks the shit out of his arm and it goes to him at night going to his bunk. And he's he's bunk mates with the other kid that was climbing the tree. Hooper. What's his name? Hooper. Hooper. (laughs) It's my tight end. Um, So (laughs) when he Hooper is asking him why he did it, he says he's just looking for the right key. Yeah. That just totally, that comes up again later, but he's saying, I'm just looking for the key. He says it to Father Stack. I have no idea what this is supposed to mean yet. I, I'm can't. too linked in on the Hill House key yeah. being the red door thing. Like that, it doesn't mean anything to me yet. He yeah, says but, that a few times, like you said, and it's just, uh, yeah, I don't have, I couldn't theorize anything on it yet. But he insists to Hooper, I didn't jump, I fell. That's all there is to read into. So moving on, we have. Father Stack is alerted by another kid. Two boys are fighting. It turns out that Miles is choking out the same poor guy, Hooper. Hooper was a homie, too. Yeah, he was a homie. So nice. Yeah. So he's getting the shit kicked out of him. He's getting choked out by a one-armed, broken-in, possessed (laughs) kid. (laughs) And that's when Father Stack breaks it up. They go, is this the one-on-one or they go to the one-on-one? He's trying to get the story out of Miles, saying, did Hooper provoke you? Like, why were you fighting him? I spoke to the headmaster, and you are my responsibility. You just got to help me help you you right. know what i mean so father stack is in it for miles he's mm-hmm. trying to help and he says the reason why or the thing that distinguishes us in god's eyes is remorse so i want you to show the remorse and uh, and this is where it comes into the innocence and he says the only things that are innocent are animals and the unborn and the rest of us are not blame blameless and then miles asks whether the thing that he Jesus did to those pigs, meaning send the demons into them, was fair, and the father said maybe not, and the Lord, Lord works in mysterious ways, which you know how many times have you heard that, and it keeps panning over to the pigeon man, and you knew, uh, you knew something yeah. was happening. <laughs> so also something the narr- the conversation shifts to his parents. Father Stack assures him that his parents are in a better place. And Miles says that it's not fair that they're not coming back. And he ends it with a quote. Why do the bad ones get to come back and not them? Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. I mean, me? that's just throwing her face. Yep, it really is. Next, we get the pigeon scene. It's father stack in an empty church. He's kind of just cleaning up and he leaves. What would you call it? The altar? I don't know. He goes to the back room, takes off his little necklace. I didn't. I haven't been to church in a while. <laughs> so he hangs up his little his necklace. Fruity thing. He's putting away his, his costume. Going, no, I yeah. like how you yeah. describe it. Oh, oh boy. And he he hears someone come in through the church doors. He walks out to see what's up. He doesn't see anyone, but we, the audience, sees in the background. It, I I could tell it was my yeah. He's right? had a sling. It's a young boy is kind of just sprinting along, yeah. trying not to be seen. Father Stack goes back to whatever he was doing. Comes back out, look of horror on his face. The pigeon just had his neck snapped and yep. it's laying right in the middle of the table. The next scene is Miles in a hearing with three of the fathers, the teachers at the school and the headmaster, assumedly. 
Father Stack says that showing remorse is the first step towards some kind of absolution or grace. Miles tells Father Stack not to feel sorry for him when he says that anybody who went Father Stack's trying to say it's understandable that anybody who went through what you did would lash out like this. And Miles says, don't feel sorry for me. Like, that's not what's going on here. Mm -hmm. The headmaster then agrees that there are special circumstances around Miles's case, that this is not enough for expulsion given his parents died, this, that, and the other thing. But he insists on an apology. At least this kid has to apologize to us for killing his pigeon. But he purposely doesn't because it's all calculated to get him kicked out. But my question is, do we think that he was possessed or is he being a good brother to Flora right now? Good brother. I think he's being a good brother. And he said he says dead doesn't mean gone. Yes. And then he does. Sorry, not sorry, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My God. And then this is the second right after this is the second mention of the key. Right. He says he was trying to find father father stacks key. Him and Father Stack have a one-on-one after the hearing, and he says, I just needed to find your key. That's all. Dude, what is that? That means uh, nothing to me. <laughs> I don't know. Whose key was it? The first time the first one he was looking finding... for the right key. Yeah. And then he says, I just needed to find your key. So do we think he found his key? Um, like his trigger point that made him do what he wanted him to do by sending him home? Like, I don't know. Well, I, he's I... looking for his own key with the fall, right? And then he's looking for the father's key with his axe. I I can't even begin to theorize about the keys. All right, let's do this next scene then, because we don't want to just talk about what we know nothing about. Because this one, we do know something about. We have another quick, I wrote over voice again, voiceover. Yeah. (laughs) And so the reason for Miles' expulsion was difficult to pin down. He was expelled, it turned out, for an injury, an accident, a crime, a fight, and finally, an affront. Why he'd done any of these things, no one would understand. Only the letter from Flora, delivered when he arrived, forgotten in the dormitory, would offer a possible clue as to why he tried so, so hard to be sent home. And it's Hooper, our boy, everyone's boy Hooper, looking at this card from Flora, and it's just a hand-drawn picture with crowns with the words come home and it has a little girl crying next Flora. to so Flora's Flora, crying next to Luke a man. Right? Was it so there was a girl in the background and a man to the right. I think that was Rebecca Jessel and her the the guy. So and Flora, Luke. the au pair, and Luke. Yeah. And you obviously know because the girl, she's black and it she has hair, so it's not Mrs. Gross. Mrs. Gross could cut her hair. Okay. Bro. It was a girl in black. It was a black girl, wasn't it? Was it a black girl? Yeah. In the picture? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that actually. I, I thought check. she was I don't, wearing I'll black. Have to check. I'll check and I'll edit that out if it's yeah. not true, but I think I'm pretty sure it is. No, yeah. I think it is because okay. my first thought was it's not Mrs. Gross because that, she had hair, okay, which then would be we get the photograph later in this episode. That would make sense that it's Luke and Miss Jessel. And so there's a chance that that is Miss Jessel and the guy that was on the terrace who is Luke from Hill House. That's where so I'm leaning I right think now. Th- so Miles knew who all three people in that picture were. Mm-hmm. I think all that we know is the crying girl was Flora. And did anyone else get those Nell vibes, man? Come home now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. So that's the end of that scene. The, the, we're back to Bly Manor. And right. this is Flora acting all sketchy with the dollhouse again. This mm-hmm. dollhouse, I, I just feel, is maybe I'm going to put too much emphasis on it whenever I'm note-taking and analyzing, mm-hmm. but I, I just think that's the way to go yeah right now. i agree i, I think it's is end game dude. i think it's so cool <laughs> dollhouse is end game hashtag 
uh, we get a we get a quick glance at Mrs. Gross at this time, and she's staring at this crack on the wall in the kitchen. Yep. Right. And she's still not eating food, but she is drinking tea in this. Scene. She's always drinking tea. She's she always has drinking. drank. Okay, cool. Yeah. She took a sip of the tea and hated it when Danny gave yes. it to her. And she had she did have tea when she was just looking mm-hmm. for company. So mm-hmm. she tea's fine apparently. She's fine, but she is not eating food. Is what yeah. I wanted to point out. And then. This is a flash to the garden, mm-hmm. and all three of the workers that are not Danny are, are hanging out, you know, just vibing over in the corner. And Jamie has some respect for Danny because of how she's treating the kids compared to what Miss Jessel did. They all seem to like Miss Jessel, though, not talking and bad Danny. on her, just yes, but Jamie comments that she likes that Danny is putting them to work, yeah, and stuff. Whereas, I think she says, I, like, Jamie coddled, coddled her, them. Coddled yeah. Them. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Miss Jessel coddled them. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they start. Jamie starts messing with Owen about if she thinks if he thinks Danny's pretty or not. And I don't remember who says it, but someone says romances don't work out at Bly, and okay. that's clearly Miss a Miss Jessel thing. And they also in this quick conversation, uh, Miss Gross asks Jamie to take a look at that crack that we saw like yeah. five minutes ago. Are you so just gonna? Just- Gloss over the fact that they're having a couple G and T's, bro. I was gonna gloss <laughs> over that actually. Yeah. But yeah, there's just a lot of conversation over here. They're getting loose Wait, in the middle Ms. of the Gross day. Does not take she the does not take it. She says gin is a because sad drink. There's, I don't know why. Because she, a lime, limes are food. That's what I was saying. <laughs> she says gin is a sad drink. I was waiting for her to say gin is sin. I hear that all the time at the bars. Also, Mrs. Gross said something like, Oh, it's fine that. Miss Jessel was coddling the kids. What does she say? Miss, she says, Miss Gross is trying to defend the kids yep. or maybe the mud or something. No, yeah, she Jamie says, calls her out and says, you can't keep giving them a pass forever. Right. With regards to their parents dying. Miss Gross is still saying, after what they've been through, they deserve all the leeway. And yeah. Jamie says, no, they, they don't need that anymore. Right. They need some tough love. I do love when these three talk, though. For some reason, it felt safe and comforting. Cause, Feels so safe right? and comforting. We don't <laughs> Owen get is safe. Owen's the man. He just Owen is safe. Jamie is safe. Miss Gross is safe when she's with them, but she's sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> if she would just take a sip of that G&T, she'd be safer. Uh-huh. <laughs> so now we're getting into uh, Danny's room, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So well, Flora's getting into Danny's yeah, room. Yeah, she is. And this is, it's weird because Danny did at first think you know, it was a good thing that Flora was going in there and tidying everything up. I mean, if it was Miles, she'd probably been pissed because <laughs> yeah. of the last time. But as soon as she turns, Flora turns around, she's got those glasses on and shit hits the fan, man. And this is going to be Specs glasses. That's clearly why she has them. I don't know if she has them as like a like a memorial piece to whoever yeah. this is. I, my For some reason, even when we first saw Specs, I, I was thinking dad like Danny's dad because Could she has be. the conversation mm-hmm. with the mom. We haven't heard anything about the dad. I'm yeah. thinking dad, brother. I was la- thinking more that it had to link a little bit closer to why she left the States though. And like maybe it was a kid with fourth grade teaching and all that could be connected somehow. But it, but the shadowy the shadow does seems look, like an adult. It does seem like an adult. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I was thinking, and this is probably bullshit, was that probably most likely <laughs> bullshit i mean if you listen to our haunting of hill house and other pods i take some l's but you know i gotta 
got to do my best here. Got to throw some darts. Yeah, almost stick. Stick. So I'm, I'm thinking that maybe the phone ringing all the time and not no one answering, and you guys brought up the fact that they're waiting for Danny to answer. I feel like maybe that's just a red herring, and it's like the mom calling just to see if she'll answer because that she says to her mom, I can't talk to you right now. I'll talk to you when I get to the house. I don't know if that means anything. I don't know if the mom, yeah, when she calls, okay. she says, I'll give you the number when I get to the house. Okay. And that's when we'll talk next. Interesting. I don't, I just don't know. I'm just thinking maybe red herring, but you know, someone's got to be on the line. Yeah. And we think Danny's going to be able to talk to whoever's on the line. Yeah. The only reason I thought of that is because you guys said waiting okay. for Danny to answer. So yeah, who knows? You. All right. So Flora's wearing specs glasses. The glasses were cracked when she found them. Mm hmm. Yeah, they're broke. She says, know. "Don't be cross with me. I didn't do it." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Danny does her best to put on the charade because you could tell she's clearly starting to mentally break down. Yep. She gets out of the room as quick as she can, and she's she starts going down the steps. Is it? It's not night. It's still day. It's still day. Yep. And she just kind of goes out the front door behind the plant and just starts losing her shit. And this is when Jamie was also outside, and she walks up. And they have a good conversation here. This is a conversation that made me really like Jamie. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And this is the first time we see them speaking to each other. Mm -hmm. You know, the first time she ignores her, sits at the freaking table where there doesn't say anything. Mm -hmm. And then the next time they're watching from afar while she's, you know, gardening mm -hmm. with the kids and punishing them. So, I mean, I was I was expecting like some kind of hostility from the first scene. Exactly. But she's yeah. so nice. That's what I was saying. This was unexpected. Yeah. Danny's having a full on panic attack and Jamie just comes over and says, hey, how we doing? I know the kids can be a lot to deal with. I, I myself cry here like four times a day. How else do you think I keep the gardens watered? Yeah. She gets Danny to laugh and Jamie's like, there it is. Jamie's awesome. Yep. Jamie comforts her and that's pretty much the end of that, right? Mm -hmm. And then we get a quick scene of Jamie directly going after that conversation to check on the crack that Mrs. Gross talked about earlier and it yep. was not there mm -hmm. okay this is definitely okay you say the crack was not there do we not think that the crack is gone from earlier you seem to be of the mind that mrs gross was seeing something that wasn't there yes. i'm thinking that the crack was addressed by someone who was not jamie between what would mrs. the ban gross what would the i don't get that uh, maybe the ghosts are helpful handy. Okay, ghosts, ghosts. She's saying maybe the clock, the clock handyman from Haunting Hill House is there oh with the God, handlebar I mustache. I think it's going to link to part of the reason why Miss Gross is distant. I, she sees shit like that all the time, but yeah. like to a bigger okay. extent. Yeah, uh, I'm with that. I think I'm more on Luke's with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that now. So that there's no real resolution to that scene. It just flashes over to Danny washing her hands so in the bathroom okay go miles ahead. walks past in that scene and has a weird he's possessed in this scene yeah. miles is walking through the hallway oh, you're right. he says that. where are you going mister he says oh i have some more weeds to pull then he says have a lovely afternoon jamie darling he's possessed by luke right there and jamie's just like darling what's this yeah. motherfucker saying <laughs> yeah, yeah so is she not as ghost woke then I... that's that's this kind of thing i feel like I think she's a little ghost woke only because when Danny brought up that she saw Luke on the parapet initially, Jamie had a reaction to that. Mrs. Gross and Owen did not. Okay, so now we have Danny in the bathroom washing her hands and we have another sighting of specs. Yep. So this, like I'm saying, this feels like they're throwing this in our face too much for it not to be resolved sooner rather than later mm -hmm. or else it will be kind of overkill just to see specs five times an episode for seven episodes. Yep. I just... We're going to get an answer there. 
And then another phone call subtly happens. And Flora is the one that actually answers this. Mm-hmm. No one's there. Owen comes over, make sure that no one's there. So that crosses her off the list. Yep. And it's not already obvious to us that it's going to be Danny. And you would think if it was a ghost, Flora would could be, talk to them. Yes. And, or she wouldn't even think to answer it because she knows they wouldn't talk if that's the deal. But it seems less likely that it's not ghost related, right? Like it's it could be the mom, but I don't think it's going to go that path yeah. of it not being. I only threw that out there. I mean, it could just easily be that there's supernatural shit fucking yeah. with them. So Miles comes into the kitchen, and he creepily asks Danny for a private word, yeah. and he's full on. If he is possessed, he's full on possessed in this scene. Hundred percent. He is acting as creepy as he does. And he's talking to her, and he put, what does he say when he does the hair thing? Like, oh, what is the it. why is he doing? <laughs> he gives her flowers, and then he pulls her in close and whispers like in her ear. I think Flora just misses Miss Jessel terribly, so we play little games to keep her from feeling sad. Such a draining thing dealing with children, mm-hmm. and like a child would never say that. And then so he's Luke right now, and then freaking rubs her. Side yeah, he does the classic yeah. like hair behind the ear. Yeah. It's a classic move. No, oh, it is. Not only a man well beyond Miles. Yeah, right. right now. <laughs> Luke probably nails that move all the time. Miles can't pull that off. So that's definitely possession. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else that can be explained if it's not possession. Yeah. I took it, yeah, like I thought it was going to be some like cute little thing at first. Like, oh, here you go. Here's some flowers. I'm sorry for being an ass. And then boom. Uh, oh, shit. The show ain't cute. <laughs> Creep <dude>. camp. <laughs> <laughs> And then we, we go outside and this is Danny talking to Jamie in the garden. And this time it's Jamie having a random meltdown freak out over miles prematurely picking out the flowers in her garden. Danny's trying to say, Hey, chill. It was just a little boy picking flowers. And Jamie says, but they weren't ready to be cut. Yep. There's something there. And there I, says, I have there. a certain way of doing things. Yeah. I don't think it's going to go the path that Jamie Miss Gross and Owen, the help are just all ghosts. I don't, I think there's, it's going to be more. I don't believe they, like, I don't see how Owen could be a ghost. Like he drove her in and mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Maybe Miss Gross. Cause she seems a little Maybe more spiritual. She but could I, be the fourth candle. She, who knows? She doesn't give me. She, okay. <laughs> that's, that's also <laughs> would be a reason why she doesn't eat. I mean, also if Luke, <laughs> but if, she drinks, she drinks. If Luke is possessing people, why isn't Luke the fourth candle? The meaning Luke from Hill House, the guy who because because he's hated by them, right? He's, yeah, he was he, just the he, guy he that made would celebrate. Rebecca okay. kill herself. Yeah, over, okay, over the okay. We can't even confirm that yet, but like we're that's ta- yeah, that's worth thinking. That's yeah. where the assumption is right now. Yeah. So this next part, if we're ready to get into it, is mm-hmm. pretty much taking us through the end of the episode. Yeah. It's a lot to go through. So if we're ready, thoughts Let's out before hide and seek. <laughs> There's a Miss Gross and Danny scene before hide and seek. So Danny mm-hmm. sends the kids up the bed. Danny says, hey, Miss Gross, I have a surprise for the kids. Do you want to be involved tonight? And Miss Gross gets all weird. And she says, well, I haven't been sleeping well. I'm going to turn in for the night. Yeah. And she right when Danny says, do you want to do something for the next hour or two? Miss Gross says, hell no, yep. I'm done for tonight. And my thought on that is if Miss Gross is super ghost woke and understands that you can't be out of your bed and you can't be out of your bedroom at night. She's clearly not Team Danny because she's not saying don't do this. Right. Correct. Or she can't. Maybe she just doesn't want to. Like, there's a reason why she can't give out that knowledge or information. Mm-hmm. Just more sketchy. But also, yeah, also something. Sketchy. This is totally like nothing big, nothing very important. But when Danny goes upstairs to ask them if they have their teeth cleaned, 
when Nell. I wrote that down. Yeah, yep. when Danny does the, <laughs> the mouth open. Yeah. Dude, oh my god. That was bent neck lady yep. at her finest. So I Danny that shows down. or that shows that her mouth is open like them showing her teeth. And it's yeah. totally the screaming face of Nell when she's It's the end of episode one, yeah. too. Like when she's talking to Steve and yep. you realize it goes, she just opens her mouth, starts screaming. Yep. Oh my god. Dude, was it was like, creepy oh, <laughs> when she wasn't even gray yeah, I was still yeah. freaked out a little bit. All right, so we get to uh, her telling the kids that they have a reward for their cleanup duty, and she wants to play a game, and they can pick. They can play any game they want, and Flora reminds Danny that they can't be out of their rooms too late, and it flashes to the doll is under the dresser. The The lady in the lake doll is under the dresser, so which means safe, right? As it means safe, so. but it's so confusing because it's night. It is night. So what time of night actually matters? Like after midnight, like when everyone's in bed, because she's playing hide and seek in the middle of the night. One, one Egypt. I hated that she just allowed them to play hide and seek. I would have been like, yeah, that would take hours. I would have hours in the yeah. daylight, and I'd literally, I would just be like, okay, we're gonna use your room and your room hide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so dumb. Classic horror move. Yep. And so Danny starts looking for the kids. So they, you know, they go off and hide. She gives them their count. She starts walking around the house. Everything is fucking dark as hell. Mm-hmm. Creepy. There's pretty much no sound in the background for mm-hmm. attention purposes. She's walking around. And this is the first time we see the lady in the white. I would say the girl in the black dress. Or, sorry, like sorry. A... The, lady in the, the lady in the lake is the white doll, right? Yeah. Correct. And then the black dress doll that was in Nell's or not in Nell's in uh, the dollhouse. In what room was I that? I thought that was Flora's. Room I thought that was Flora's room as well. Luke was in Danny's room behind yeah. the wardrobe. So I th- I think girl in the black dress. Holy shit! Could you was... imagine if the two couple, if Rebecca and Luke killed themselves, and then their relationship passed on to being like Miles being possessed by Luke, and then Flora, who has that deep connection with Jess, uh, Miss with Rebecca, like that's their. Thing Ugh. is that how they? I don't know. I'm sorry. I was just spitballing. No, yeah. Danny searching the classroom. We see this little girl in the black dress who we think was one of the dolls, and, and Danny I think sees enough of her to think it's Flora. Doesn't see her. Hears her. Oh, hears go her. From okay. One, hears her shuffle past. Okay, so she thinks, thinks she's Flora. Right okay. Now. Was she noticeably a child? She was little. Yes, yes. It was a little girl. Yeah. Which brings me back to the drawing. I think that was the girl in the black dress. Easily could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Easily could have been. Yeah. Okay. So so she's searching for a while. Danny hears and follows that girl shuffle pass and follows that sound into the old wing. Yep. And she looks at a picture of the family. Was there anything noteworthy of the family? It was. Yeah. I thought the only reason she looked at the picture, and maybe I'm wrong, is because the mom or whoever that was, the woman on the left side of the picture was uncovered, which was not, which was covered in the earlier scenes. So something moved it. This is how I took it. I thought she yells, you're not allowed in here. Right. I thought that she thought the sheet was moved because she thought floor was hiding under the, under that drawer or whatever. Okay. Okay. And then because it's uncovered, she looks at the picture and it's the family. I don't know. Or it could be your thing where somebody's in there looking at the pictures. You know, I mean, either way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> either way, she's looking at the picture and it is interrupted by a music box in the next room playing the song. Oh, Willow, oh, Whaley. She goes into the next room to investigate where the music's coming from. And what happens next? So this is Danny, the creepiest scene. So Danny finds a picture of Luke with 
a woman that we all think is Miss Jessel mm-hmm. and she is a younger black woman. Yeah, for sure. The girl in the picture that Flora drew, drew because she has hair. Right. Okay. I think that's safe to assume that based on what else we've been assuming and talking about. It's fact. I think that's one of the safer assumptions. So, yeah, the, the, the drawing involved two of the people in that picture that Flora gave two miles. And then this she is... finds the photo in the music box, yes. right? Yep. And yeah. it's just of Luke and the okay. Wait, am I mixing up the first picture and the second picture? The f- what no, no, the, yeah. first pic- the first picture is the family, and that's that's two, the kids when they're younger and two parents. Yes. And no uncle, just four people, right? I think. Okay. Yeah. Can't remember. And then the next picture is just like <laughs> selfie in nineteen eighty, whatever. Yeah. With Luke and we're assuming Miss Jessel. Okay. And the song is playing on the music box, which Jesus Christ. <laughs> we get cuts to Flora yeah. humming along to it, right? And oh now this one seems like she's possessed because you were asking if she gets possessed. This part kind of seems like she is, even though she was doing the humming of that song and singing that song in front of the lake. Dude, I just think that Flora could be the maestro pulling the strings for everything. And like her humming along to it made the music box start playing Damn, because she's trying to lure Danny to see that photo. Okay. Oh my God, please. I'm just trying to. That was so good. (laughs) I'm just trying to think. But hold on. Let's just talk about the Flora scene because I am thinking about it right now. I'm freaked out yeah so she starts humming and she starts singing the song and behind her you just see a slight movement and then the voice starts another voice starts going starts going over and it's like like a a scraggly zombie zombie voice voice. yeah Uh and it's getting louder and louder and the subtitles even says the other voice overpowers flora flora and that's when she turns around and you thank god you pointed this out because i would have would have went right over my head she doesn't say anything to it she just says shh which yes. reemphasizes the fact that Flora most likely is communicating with everybody non-verbally. Yeah. All the ghosts. So, mm-hmm. Right. Holy fuck. That was so scary. So <laughs> that we, you confirmed in your breakdown of the dollhouse that we saw that doll. Yes. Okay. Or and at I, least it and looks I think like the it. confirmation is that in the dollhouse, it was in the attic, which looks like where Flora <laughs> is now. She had to walk up steps. It, she's yeah. in the attic right now so is this thing in the dollhouse the doll was also laying down on its side mm-hmm. and this corpse zombie was also laying down yeah, in the so same like, direction what, it, what, it's too much to be a yeah, so like what the hell is that like it, can you see it at any time or only after dark or what the hell i mean jesus you go in the attic and there's a freaking le- corpse laying up there ready to do that thing was like wiggling and i'm not <laughs> watching the next time i see next time i see danny go up into that attic i'm pausing and making sure someone is physically next to me <laughs> i am not watching that scene by myself so this is another major creep count for miles yeah this is where he just <laughs> jumps on danny still looking at the music box and the photo and starts choking her out yeah like yeah. my man's hooper <laughs> <laughs> yeah he starts choking her out like i thought he was trying to pass her out and like lock her in the room like the the closet you know again to save her mm-hmm. i mean i don't know how he would get it back like come back from that one yeah. freaking choking out the uh-huh. all pair all pair and <laughs> but like she he was she her face was getting red man and she says ease up and then what does he say uh, it's your turn I'll, to, to I'll, hide yeah and, I'll and he count. just starts sprinting away counting now i took that as he's trying to get her out of that room is that what you guys took it as or i don't know i didn't know how to take it i mean he could have 
got her out of that room without choking her out. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it was a very strange thing. I didn't know what his intentions because he says he puts the uh, forearm around her throat and he says run and hide, and then he she says ease up, and then he says you hide, I'll count, and he starts running and starts counting out loud. You might be right. That sounds yeah, plausible, but at the mm-hmm. same time. Based on what happens next, I don't know if there was a grand plan that Miles yeah, had. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. So, Danny chases Miles out. Like you said, he runs out counting, and Danny chases him, obviously trying to get these kids together. And she hits the Miles, lights, which makes me feel better. Right? Yeah, All the well, lights are on in the what happened next make you feel better? No. <laughs> so, Danny chases... My, Miles is gone, yeah. um, and she chases him, looks behind a curtain, thinks he's back there. He's not. And then in the window, we just see luke like get closer and closer and more distinct yeah and they he's got just, a weird smile on his face yeah, like, they're a smirk. Just, like a demonic smile and they're just staring at each other through the window and then after a couple seconds he just slowly fades back into the into the night and danny's standing there like all right what the fuck just happened yeah. goes immediately to get the fire poker and then obviously she's the strongest person in the universe so she runs right outside to confront whatever the hell that was and when she's out there she sees nothing but she does yeah. see on the other side of the window where she just was miles is there again and he looks right. all bleh and he he's says saying, i'm not feeling yeah, well exactly so he is on the verge of passing out and this is to me i thought it was the most obvious that i th- it, they're trying to make us believe that luke is the one possessing mm-hmm. miles yes, constantly right. And so when so when Danny runs back inside to help Miles out, Mrs. Gross comes out of nowhere. She lives in the house, so right, it's plausible that she would be woken up if Miles was passed she's out. She's wearing like, her normal outfit too. I think so. Uh, Maybe she was up to some extra. That's what I'm trying to say. I feel like night? she was somehow Maybe involved. She was feeding someone. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine the little baby thing in the basement is just getting fed some some <laughs> dinner? <laughs> bangers and mash but Giant I, think, I think that's the end of the episode right doesn't it just so fade in with miss gross with, coming out it's to... just with luke staring at miles through the window yeah so oh, yeah, yeah, smacked, miles looks yeah, out smile. yeah she's smacking him waking him up and as he wakes up the luke is looking at him through the window and that's the episode Jeez, damn dude well i will say the thumbnail for the next episode is luke yes so we're gonna get some we're gonna get some things there cool Cool, cool, cool. And That's it says the two f- the episode's called the Two Faces Part One, so we're guessing there's going to be a part two. Nice. And I guess we'll cover that. And the Two in the Faces next, is yeah. to- totally just going to be Miles, Miles in possession. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I may be most excited to stop calling him Luke. Yeah, the yeah. actual name. I just hope that people know Hill House enough that, <laughs> to, but they should. And they do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's it. Like the only question I have is really at this point. I mean, not the only question. Wingrave but, is probably ghost woke, at least to how he talks about everything. Weird. Uncle, you mean? Uncle. Yeah, Uncle Wingrave, yeah, you're yeah, saying? Yeah. yeah. We just don't have enough yeah. to contemplate yeah. in this stuff. Like, we're not supposed to know yet yeah. through mm-hmm. two episodes. Yeah. It was great. I'm looking forward to the next episodes. I'm gonna about to probably binge two more tonight. Mm-hmm. It has me hooked. I mean, Hill House, I knew I wasn't going to be on the podcast, so I just crushed that. Mm-hmm. I am chomping at the bits for more of this because through two episodes i don't i haven't even identified what the mystery is right and i need resolution (laughs) hot mama needs to give us all the answers cannot Uh, wait for her wrap up 
we're going to continue our coverage of The Haunting of Bly Manor and want to have everything recorded and released well before Halloween. So we're going to be cranking out this content for you guys. Be on the lookout for that. As always, if you like what you heard, give Bingetown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our show on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. Once again, we are Bingetown TV. And thanks for listening. Perfectly splendid. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.